Hi, this is a special preview of an exclusive series on Sci-Fi Talk Plus. There, you'll listen to it commercial-free and uncut as a subscriber. And you can subscribe free for a lifetime. Free with no obligation whatsoever. And this is The Science of Mars, Chapter 1, The First Steps. Is Mars the first planet we'll settle on? How do we live there? What kind of government will be there? What food will we eat? Some of the many questions we have to answer before we take our first step on Mars. This series looks at these questions and provides some answers from former astronauts, historians, authors, and scientists. And this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. You'll hear experts like former astronaut Leland Melvin, author of Chasing Space, on exploration. I think uh, exploration is crucial for human survival. And, and Mars is in that exploration path, I think. I mean, I think this current administration is the moon is a, a target point right now. Cislunar orbit for the space station to be a launching pad to go to moon or Mars. But I think as we continue to evolve and the technology gets better, you know, Moore's Law and all these things, that we will have the technology to, you know, to go there just like we were going on vacation somewhere. I mean, Total Recall, maybe. You know? <laughs> um, Floss in Paradise from, uh, what was that, Bruce Willis? Oh, and, um, Fifth Element. Fifth Element, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's going to happen eventually. It's just when. I believe that. Now, you can catch this entire series complete and uncut without any commercial interruption at Sci-Fi Talk Plus. Real easy. Click on the link in the show notes and you get free lifetime access to this and over 800 episodes available. And it is free without any obligation. Andy Weir, the author of The Martian, wants us to colonize on a celestial body before Mars. I do think that we will colonize the moon before we colonize Mars. That's my opinion, but I have not really anything to back it up. It's just closer, and it's easier. I actually was at New York Comic Con, and I got a chance to hear Rosario Dawson read all of this. Yeah, and then she's fantastic. That big, beautiful moon that was Yeah, It was amazing, and great choice to do it, too. She was awesome. Yeah, I had no say in that, but I'm really glad it turned out that way. Astronomer and scientist Lucianne Walkowitz from the Adler Planetarium and physicist Dr. Michio Kaku and author of The God Equation on experiments to simulate living on Mars. Well, you know what I think is amazing is that we have experiments here on Earth that explore those things. So the NASA high seas experiments where people go and what I like to call the worst ever Hawaiian vacation, where you go and you live in a dome on Hawaii that you can't go out of unless you're wearing a very uncomfortable suit. So in in that most recent run, they had somebody who actually uh, got electrocuted doing a repair. And there was a huge debate amongst the team over whether they should call uh, an ambulance and actually break the mission and have the person get medical help. And it ended up being a big argument. They tried calling the medical line that um, was supposed to be on call all the time, and they didn't get any answer. And then when they called the actual ambulance, they didn't know where they were. 
Um, and so it, it shows you how these human difficulties in even a relatively safe version of that environment can play out. And space is a dangerous place. It just is. Yeah, in fact, in fact um, you know, Elon Musk was asked, does he want to go to Mars on his own rocket? And he said, well, yeah, but not on impact. <laughs> so I think that's very important. I don't want to go to Mars on impact either. So if you were to ask me, do I want to go to Mars? And the answer is no. I'm a scientist. I'm a physicist. I'd rather have someone else have all the glory and have all the, the headlines. But I'd rather be home working out the calculations and doing the, the hard work at home. And also, the probability of a rocket misfire is roughly 1%. We've been shooting rockets into outer space for over 60 years, and we cannot get it down less than about 1% misfire. In fact, the two shuttle crashes that we had right on schedule, we had roughly 200 missions, and we had two fatal crashes that killed 14 brave astronauts. So, um, you know, the people who go to Mars are gonna be tough. They're gonna know that, yes, there are dangers involved, but they still want to go to Mars which I think is great, because I think it's inevitable we're going to have to go to Mars, just not me. <laughs> well, that was really interesting about the ambulance problem. I'm just not there myself about living on Mars. Maybe someday. More on that high seas experiment with Dee Johnson, who is the executive producer of the Nat Geo series Mars, and author Stephen Patronick on how we live on Mars, and editor of Breakthrough Technology Alert. I mean, I, th I think it's possible. I think that it's obviously fraught. I think it's, you know, it would be very uh, challenging for anybody, but I think the, the, the desire is there. And I think that it's going to happen. I don't, maybe, maybe they didn't, but maybe by some... I think that there are good people that can make that happen. That, that experiment, which is called High Seas, um, they've run probably 10 groups of people through that, and all of them except one has made it. So it probably is a kind of a good reflection on what human nature is really like, which is that, you know, out of put a hundred people through that experiment and one group of ten doesn't quite make it, but the other ninety do. That sounds kind of like human nature, you know, that there are always going to be some people that are more problematic than other people. The branding of Mars with Lucianne Walkowitz and Dr. Michio Kaku. I think that's definitely an element in what's happening. You know, it really is um, that these newer companies have uh, a big marketing push associated with the kinds of things they want to do. Um, because, you know, while building rockets is cool and we all love watching those rocket tests, a lot of that motivation is coming out of these like sweeping vistas of Mars that are in the SpaceX videos. Um, so I, I definitely think that there um, is a branding element to what's happening. And you see that from multiple sides, right? Is that we're, we now have an administrator that's very like pro-business, um, a NASA administrator, I should say, uh, that's very pro-business. And there's a lot of conversation about like naming rights and, and things like that, that have been strictly scientific purview for a really long time. Also, when you watch Wild West movies, um, there's the sheriff in town who makes sure that everyone knows their place and there's no conflicts that get out of control. However, on Mars, it's the Wild West again. Therefore, I personally believe that we should revise the Outer Space Treaty. The Outer Space Treaty is basically the only, only internationally recognized peace 
uh, that regulates uh, the exploration of the universe. It says, for example, that no nation can control the moon or Mars, but says nothing about private enterprise. There's a huge gap in the Outer Space Treaty. It says you cannot put nuclear weapons in space, but says nothing about non-nuclear weapons, which are just as devastating in outer space. But the point is, you cannot simply put a flag on the moon and a flag on Mars, but if you're a private individual, in principle, you can. And so I think we're going to have to have the nations of the world renegotiate a new treaty or else there's going to be chaos, absolute chaos on Mars. Well, and I think we have a lot to learn about the history of what happens with treaties by looking at what's happened with treaties in the United States. I just spent the past year as the chair of astrobiology at the Library of Congress, which holds literally all of the treaties that were made between the United States and American Indian nations, all of which have been broken. So when we look at something like the Outer Space Treaty that I think scientists traditionally are like, it's okay, the Outer Space Treaty says that we can't contaminate the environment or um, nobody can own the moon, for example. Uh, those things are true. They are in the treaty. And we put them into things like planetary protection policies that govern how we clean our spacecraft. But treaties ultimately are something that everybody agrees to, but they're difficult to enforce. And oftentimes people will violate them. And historically, that's what's happened. It is difficult to contain some of the bad elements of our human nature for sure. How do we live on Mars? Three biggest issues. Um, getting there, um, survive, uh, you know, uh, surviving there, <laughs> and ultimately uh, becoming uh, independent of Earth there. Not politically, I mean resource-wise. Like being able to grow enough food that everybody there can eat so that if something bad happens with the supply lines from Earth, the Mars colony will still be okay. Well, and I would add to that, um, figuring out pregnancy and childbirth because you cannot have a colony that doesn't reproduce and this is there's so many I mean, actually okay, I, so, well for pregnancy what you have to do is have sex right so, so that's, there's so that's, sex, that's how that pregnancy. works well, you don't, really, I, you don't I, necessarily have to have sex well that's true it is yeah there are other ways this is the first 10 minutes or so of my first episode the science of mars chapter one the first steps some big steps it looks like to me you can catch the entire series complete and uncut without commercial interruption at Sci-Fi Talk Plus. Click on the link in the show notes for a free lifetime subscription offer. Yes, it is free without any obligation. You don't even have to put in a credit card. It is free and it means free. And this is Tony Tolado. Thanks for listening. Of course, if you sign up for Sci-Fi Talk Plus, you can hear the rest of this special. Until the next episode, this is Tony Tolado.